Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. It's Election Day 2020 here in America. And welcome. We are going to talk about electioneering and what's actually on the ballot. And it's interesting because I tell you the honest truth. I woke up this morning feeling for the first time in four years that I'm in America. Like I didn't realize that that feeling had left. Like the America I know and love, the safety and sanctity of our democracy has been restored. And I feel incredible that I get my country back. I get back the America that is fair, the America where people don't drive people down on highways to stop them from voting, the America where people are free to express their opinions, the America where we can protest freely without fear of being shot upon, the America where there is no police brutality, the America where we are working towards erasing and eradicating systemic racism, the America where women are treated with decency, and not called names like monsters from political leaders. The America where decency prevails, where a foreign leader like Nigel Farage from, or whatever his name is from England, does not walk around on DC and saying, contributing to the rhetoric, the negative rhetoric by saying Antifa. He needs to go back to Britain quick, fast, and in a hurry and get the hell out of America because he's already ruined his own country. Don't come over here. And you heard me say that. We don't need any more of that kind of negative talk because we're not going over Britain telling them how to do Brexit or Blexit or whatever kind of exit that they're doing. We sit over here and mind our own business. So Nigel, whatever your name is, I need you to go back to England and go fix your own country over there, right? So, hey, how y'all doing? Well, it's election day, and I don't know about you, but my plans for election day, having already taken care of business, what we're going to do is I'm going to cook some comfort food, and I have some business to take care of, and then maybe I'll start listening to the lead up at the end of the day when the polls close. That's really what it is. But there's an interesting thing, because they uh, on Twitter last night, I didn't wasn't on Twitter last night, I couldn't take any more, uh, uh, O'Malley Dillon is the is a representative of Biden's election campaign. And he published on Twitter last night, if you care to go follow uh, Henry J. Gomez, uh, who published this. He had Mr. O'Malley Dillon on a podcast. And Mr. Dillon was outlining Biden's path to victory. And from what they're saying, the campaigns are not lying. What they're saying is that their campaign voting so far, what the early leads are showing them is this. Check this out. In North Carolina, Biden-Harris has an advantage in early voting of 53%. Uh, Trumpence would need to win the state on election day to overcome that lead. They would need to be 62% to overcome that lead, and it's not possible. Uh, in Wisconsin, Biden-Harris has an early advantage in early vote totals of 
Trump would need to be 61%. So he would need to be at a higher percentage than the Biden-Harris lead. And in Arizona, a state that I didn't think would go blue, uh, Biden-Harris's advantage in early voting is 52%. Trump would need to be 60% ahead of the Biden camps in order to have a lead. So they're confident about that. The second thing that they also showed is their path to the electoral college votes. Check this out. So they have a Midwest pathway, a Sunbelt pathway, and the expansion pathway. The Midwest pathway is, of course, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. The Sun Belt is North Carolina and Florida. And the expansion pathway is Georgia and Arizona. Check this out. This is what got to me. According to Mr. O'Malley Dillon, the path to the Electoral College victory says that there are 188 safe Democratic electoral votes. The 17 battleground states that represent an additional 225 votes they only need 82 to get to 270. So the early polling is proving uh, that Biden-Harris are the ticket that is going to win. So when you look at stuff like that, you got to understand why the, the Republican camp and why uh, the, the MAGA supporters are acting so profusely and so obnoxiously because from even from a layman's point of view, even without having the internal data of polling, you can look and tell that this is where this is going, right? You can look and tell that this is going in a direction where it's not going towards in Mr. Trump's favor. I think even he knows that to some extent, and I think he's acting like he knows that. Uh, and his, the people around him are trying to, you know, and nobody wants to lose their job because Christmas is coming. <laughs> And they still want to be cool to the commander in chief so they can get a referral for the next job posting. But I would suggest to all of them, go pack your bags and send your resumes out if you haven't already done so, because it's over. Right? Because this is, it is clear. And I've been saying this for some time. See, we don't have the information. They do. The campaigns have the internal data because they're running the campaigns. So the states, they have access to who has voted and what the early polling data looks like. And you don't overcome a lead of 53%. I mean, it doesn't get, it, it's, this is not a close election as much as the other side wants you to watch it. It's not a close election. This is a decisive election. And we're going to win, the, the Biden-Harris camp is going to win the popular vote and the electoral college votes at the same time because the handling of the pandemic has just gone awry. My friends, I kid you not, right now, I am so worried for all of us. At this point in time, the only way that I see us controlling this pandemic, to be honest with you, is what? Shutting the country down. There are two things that I see us doing to control this pandemic. One is shutting the country down again. And number two, we're going to have to spray the air. They may not tell us because of liability issues and so on, and who wants to say that you sprayed your citizens, but honest to God, we're going to have to spray the air. The virus is hovering over our country. It's endemic here. It's not going to go away. It's, we're not going to wish it away. We're not going to be able to burn it away. It's not a hoax. It's not just going to disappear. The president himself got it and is surviving by being on steroids that may give him a heart attack because he's 74 years old. 
you can't take steroids that long for a protracted period of time. So they gave him enough. He insisted on getting enough since October so he could survive up to the election. But after the election, it's kaput. His system is going to fail. He's surviving on a potent cocktail mixture of steroids and adrenaline. But that is going to run out in just a bit. He might just have a heart attack. But for us to survive, for the rest of us to survive going forward, the only way out is to shut the country down again and to spray the air to get rid of the virus. We're going to have to do that. This virus is not going anywhere. It's, it, it's almost taken up residence in our country and has almost absorbed everything that we have done about it. And so when you go, if you're voting today and you go to the polls today, know that you're voting for the, not just as Mr. Biden says, as the soul of America, but you're voting to get rid of the coronavirus. We got to get it out of our country. It's bothering me because right now there are too many people I am hearing of or learning of who are dying from the virus. The RIPs have started trolling again on my Facebook uh, page. That's not a good place to be. And those of us who made it through the first time, I want to make sure that we're all here through this. we got to see this through. So we really do need for the virus to, to go away. But what is on the, the ballot today is, the, is America. It's either fascism where we have the, a dictator who tells us what to do, changes the laws as he sees fit so he can continue to reign, and democracy. Now, the founding fathers had some sort of vision to make sure that they don't ever run into a problem, right? And their vision was they, they set it up in such a way that there would be a balance of power. We haven't had a balance of power because we haven't been voting right. So we had a Republican president, but we had a Republican Senate. We can't have that. To make this work, we should have a Republican president and a Republican and a Democratic Senate and a Democratic House. You need a balance of power. So if the president comes up with some crazy idea, the, ba- the power checks, the, the checks and balances trip in. But when you have a Republican Senate that continually tears down everything that a Democratic president is trying to achieve just because he doesn't like it, just because he thinks it's, he's the majority, and you have a Republican Senate with a Republican president, no wonder we descended into chaos. The Republicans went away on summer break without passing a stimulus bill to help Americans. They went away to campaign on elections, and we still haven't had a stimulus bill to stave off the evictions and the job losses that have happened since the pandemic. We are poorer since the pandemic. I mean, they're spewing out numbers that are so unrealistic about an economic gain. Nobody's even paying attention to that because we're like, well, where did that happen? Seriously, if people weren't working, how did we have an increase in GDP? I don't see anybody really taking that on because that's not the issue. The issue is the virus. And I, you know, until we thought that, well, when it gets to the White House, then maybe they would stop and see that this is true and do something about it. Because obviously they're not listening to the doctors. When it suits them, you take the doctor's advice by taking the steroids. But you're not taking the doctor's advice who are saying this virus needs to be stopped. 
they when when the previous administration left power, they had a playbook for how to run an economy with a virus. And at first, the Republicans were making fun of 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 the Obama administration, right? They were saying, "Well, twelve thousand people died from the H one N one." Okay, two hundred and thirty thousand people have died from the coronavirus. That's more than all wars America has ever participated in combined. That's an unbelievable number of people who have, you know, who have passed. That's, that, that's kind of crazy and unacceptable in a lot of ways, right? So the focus has to be, when you go to the polls today, you have to ask yourself, who can run our country? This is not about red or blue. This is about the red, white, and blue. This is not about red state or blue state. This is about the red, white, and blue state. This is not about being Democrat or Republican. This is about being American first. This is not about whether I want one party to survive. This is about I want America to survive. And if we as a people are going to move forward, we can't have one leader who continues to use divisive rhetoric to divide our country and separate us. We've got to have, it, it, it's got to come together. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still kind of half asleep because I didn't sleep much last night. I was tossing and turning. I guess I have some anxiety related to the outcome of the elections. And frankly, I don't know who does. I mean, I wish it were 2008 all over again. Could we just wind the clock back and go back to hope? But we need, we are here now in the twilight zone and we have to get ourselves out of it. And the way we're going to get out of it, so we're going to need a mixture of hope, but we are going to have to shut the country down. There is no other way around it. This virus is going to accelerate and escalate to unprecedented levels. It is very possible that between now and the end of this year, that over half a million Americans are going to die from this virus. It is very possible. The the administration announced last week that it has given up on controlling the virus. Can you believe that? They have the PPE equipment, they have the resources, but they have given up. You know what that says? They have no idea how to implement the standards and the playbook. But the Democrats under Obama, they had a playbook and Trump threw it out when he won. He got rid of the pandemic office and said it wasn't ready, despite the fact that the intelligence reports were telling them that they had they, that a, a virus is most likely what is going to happen. In other words, war has changed. See, Trump is 74 years old. He barely understands the usage of Twitter. How is he going to understand that warfare today is not combat, hand-to-hand combat? That warfare today is not dropping bombs from the air and planes flying over? How do you get him to understand that the warfare today is looking through a screen like you're looking at me? How do we get him to understand that there's bioterrorism? Because he was a businessman in New York who was busy having fun and partying on his yacht. He was never paying attention to world economics and world events. Otherwise, he would have arrived at the White House more informed. If Donald Trump loses tonight, when Donald Trump loses tonight, he has one person to blame, and that is himself. He ultimately is responsible for his own failure. He made sure he, he, you know, he had this reality show called The Apprentice, and it was a reality show where everything wraps up by the end of 60 Minutes. That's not real life. He went into the presidency unprepared. 
He was not prepared. It is irresponsible of you as a leader. You, it, it's just like running your own company. And somebody is asking you, what are we going to do about this? And you say, well, that's a tough question. Baby, the buck stops with you. You are the leader. You answer the tough questions. If you can't answer the tough questions, then on how on God's green earth is the rest of us, are the rest of us going to know what to do? If Donald Trump, when he loses tonight, he has only one person to blame, and that is himself. He's the person who never prepared himself for the job. He did not even know that Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory and that Puerto Ricans are American citizens. How do you not know the country you are running? How do you not know what the country owns? How are you going to go up to Greenland and assume that Greenland is part of America and that you can just go conquer Greenland? You don't even know world events to know that Denmark controls Greenland. Do you, the, the, hypo, the, the stupidity. He has only one person to blame, and that is himself. I thought about this in depth last night as I, as I lay down, and I said, his father left him $413 million. How are you not a 50 billion billionaire now with that kind of background? Because he was stupid. He let his ego run him all the time. His ego was always outsized, and he let his ego trip him up, and his ego camouflaged his lack of knowledge of government systems and government operations and how to answer questions. His ego did not let him be briefed about what to say or what not to do, because as the president of the United States, they inform you, you have a series of advisors who inform you on the best way to proceed. So it's up to you and your thinking process is guided by your own moral judgment that helps you to make a decision. So you get a lot of help. You're not flailing around in the dark on what to do. Your deliberations come from hearing everybody else providing you with advice. He fired the people who knew the answers. He surrounded himself with people because he thought this was an ego trip. Now, I'm going to say to you this, that he's cunning. But you know something I've learned in life? Cunning does not always win the battle. See, you can win the battle, but you can lose the war. Cunning will make you win the battle, but it will not make you win the war. Because the war is a long-term protracted event that requires strategic thinking. That's what happened to Trump. He won the battle of winning the 2016 elections. He convinced White Americans who are poor and who live in rural areas, who are the Republican base because they're white. That's all. Their only qualification is they're white. They're poor. They're uneducated. They have no uh, engagement in the system. They refuse to do the things. They're poor, first of all, so they're limited by circumstances. But secondly, they don't allow themselves to be autonomous. For most, most of us, education is the way out. So we go and get educated so we can lift ourselves and our families out of generational poverty. They didn't. So they're stuck waiting on the government to come and rescue them and the government to hand it, hand it to them because they're white. Trump tapped into them that they're angry. Whereas over time, the FBI has warned the rest of us to these are the people who foment domestic terrorism. These are the people who are angry and their angst has contributed to the divisive rhetoric and so on. The FBI has been warning us for more than 10 years. Trump saw an opportunity that if he goes to those people and he identifies with them, 
he can control their thinking. Then he used Fox News to portray and to further his agenda by Fox News repeating what he said. Then he had them hook, line, and sinker and snag them. Then he turns to black people. Black people are now upwardly mobile. Black people are educated. So he's like, the educated one's not going to listen to me. But the poor, uneducated black people, they're going to listen to who? Their own heroes. So he gets the former rappers, yeah? And he tells them, he convinces them to go and tell uneducated poor black people that he, Trump, is the answer. And they will listen to their heroes because they're going to identify with someone like Ice Cube, who is a former felon, who probably has child support that he hasn't paid, right? And if he can, if he has made it and is a millionaire, then an uneducated poor black person is going to say, yeah, he knows what he's talking about because he has made it out. Trump has manipulated your mindset. He has manipulated white mindsets, especially white males. When you hear a woman who earns less than $15 an hour say that Trump works for her, you know how endemic this has become. No, baby. Trump could never have identified with you because when he was born, his father was already a millionaire. At the time of Trump's birth, his father already owned over 27,000 apartments in New York and buildings. That was those 27,000 apartments that did not include buildings. His father was a landowner and a real estate millionaire by the time he was born. By the time Trump was eight years old, he had something like $8 million. Are you listening to me? So how do you think you as a poor white person think that someone like that could identify with you? Trump grew up in a 23-room house with nine bathrooms. You have your little house with one bathroom barely functioning, how do you think he could identify with you? When Trump was in trouble in, in the casinos, his father went in and bailed him out. His father set Trump up to win. He made sure he, brought, he bought out every political leader and every civic leader, every city leader in the city of New York so his son could continue to proliferate. What has your father done? Your father has been poor. You are generational poverty. But you out here thinking that someone like that could identify with you. He manipulated you. And now you're angry at us for pointing out to you what we've been trying to tell you for four years. Don't listen to him. Pull your own self out. Go get yourselves an education first. That's the first place to start. Trump killed your all businesses. Most of you had little mom and pop businesses in your small towns and cities. You don't even have that now. Then he bailed out the farms after he created trade wars with China. So China is not buying your food, your produce anymore, and your exports of milk and cheese. Come on now. Then he gave you a bailout, but you, you still don't have your farm because the bank came and took your farm that you have had for generations that made you feel like you were part of the American dream. But you're still buying into his rhetoric that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are to be blamed. Think about that. What Joe Biden has to do with it. Joe Biden is not even really a millionaire, if you want to know the truth. The guy made less than a million dollars last year. He made something like the previous year, he made 900 and something thousand dollars. Last year, he barely made $400,000, he and his wife. Are you listening? He's on Social Security just like you. 
How do you think someone like that wouldn't identify with you? I heard Joe Biden say something yesterday at a speech that he gave that rocked my world because I I completely wasn't thinking. He said this. He said when he began uh, running for president this year, he said a couple of reporters uh, said that he would be the first president in the history of America to have not been an Ivy League graduate. And he said he had a chip on his shoulder about that because, you know, they're making it sound like because you didn't go to an Ivy League school, you have no capacity to run the country. But Trump spent two years at UPenn, and they're saying he didn't pass his exams because his sister says they paid someone to pass his exams. He spent his first two years at Fordham University in New York. Fordham University was known to be a college for dumb rich kids. Trump doesn't talk about that. Somebody was taking his exams at UPenn and they paid off everybody to say he went to UPenn. Do you see what I'm saying? So here is a guy who identifies. He said, I went to a public college. He went to a state university because that's what his parents could afford. How do you think someone like that can identify with you? White male Americans, you've been duped. And you're the one who are mostly, you're the ones who are most likely to listen to conspiracy theories. That's why you're all up in the woods and up in the mountains and all kinds of stuff, pretending wannabe militia, wannabe military thinking the military, all you can see is guns giving you power. When you come down off your trip, your LSD trip or your mess trip that you're on and realize that the real power lies in your intellect, if you want to change your life, change your mindset. You blame immigrants for what has happened to you when immigrants came here at way disadvantaged than you are. And you have lived here for generations and have not pulled yourselves out. And you let Trump identify it with you. And he says, if I can control them, and he said it at his campaign rally a couple of days ago, didn't he? He said, if I can control them because they have lower IQ, if I can control them, I can manipulate their thinking. That's exactly what he did. Well, the jig, the gig is up. The jig is up now because now you know. And you've, you're finding this out now because you need to know that because you can't go out there today and tomorrow in the name of defending Trump. Trump is not going to defend you. Trump is going to be at his mansion in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, surrounded by Secret Service agents. And he's going to start negotiating deals to extricate himself from all the mess he got himself in. He'll be calling people and saying, okay, I'm going to give up this guy so I don't get prosecuted in the future. Meanwhile, you know where yourself is going to be? you are going to be in jail because the laws of the land will prevail. This is the United States. There are laws here and they will be enforced. Yesterday on the Detroit News, I was reading an article where the U.S. attorney for Southeastern Michigan, who was appointed by Trump, hastened to reassure the public that our electioneering activities are safe. Our cybersecurity architecture is protected He said, I can't go into details about that. I can't tell you how we do that or what we know about that, but it is protected. What they are concerned about is people on the ground acting and intimidating people who are there to vote. Now, today's election day in America 
Election Day is a federal law, according to the U.S. attorney. I'm going to take his word for it. He's the top law enforcement official in my part of the woods. So I'm going to take his word for it. He says that electioneering, and today is, it is a, it's, it's federal law. Anyone who interferes with the federal process of elections will be prosecuted according to federal law. Do you guys know that? When you listen to Trump telling you, be poll watchers and so on, the feds are out there in numbers as well. So you go ahead, try to intimidate people. The minute someone complains, the feds are going to interfere and you are going to do federal crime. You know where Trump will be? Trump will be in Mar-a-Lago eating Dover Soul, right, on your name and laughing at you. By the way, he'll be eating Dover Soul, having his mimosa, probably having his eggs Benedict right now, about to have Dover Soul, and he's going to play some golf. Then he's going to get on Air Force One, and he's going to fly away. Are you hearing me? And where will you be? In the federal pen. That's where you will be. Defending a man who, does, who is indefensible. He doesn't need your defense. He manipulated you so he could achieve power. According to the reports I have read, he has made over $600 billion in government contracts. So let's say he takes a 10% off of that. That's $60 billion cash that will be paid to him somehow, somewhere, sitting in an offshore bank account somewhere. What you got to show for driving on highways and blocking people from voting? What will you have to show? for all the guns and the thousands of dollars you took out on your mama's and papa's credit cards. Instead of using it to go buy a house, pay off the taxes on your house, or go buy a house somewhere, or go, to, go, go study something somewhere, you used it to buy guns in furtherance of an agenda that is never going to be executed. So all of you who are planning to do something today and in the next few days, this is the United States. I know you've forgotten that. It's pretty easy to forget. You forget that we have the most powerful military on the planet because you never see them operate on American soil. But this they will do. They will defend homeland and they will defend America. So good luck to all of you. You wouldn't listen to us and people like us when we told you don't get caught up in the rhetoric. Don't get caught up in the foolishness. It's all rhetoric by a man who is desperate for power. He's 74 years old, but he's thinking that his children can take over and his children will be able to make more money because he feels responsible that he has to leave them something. So he's doing whatever he can to do that. What what, what you all have to show? When you come down out of the mountains today and tomorrow and the next couple of weeks, when you go and create anarchy, you are forgetting that your country has the most powerful military on the planet. You're also forgetting that we have advanced software. So they're going to find you at intersections. There's eyes in the sky. And they're going to find you and they're going to take pictures of your, 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 your tag numbers. They're going to take pictures of you driving your vehicles. They're going to find your names, your addresses, and dating 10 generations back. And then they're going to lock you up. For what? For creating domestic terrorism. You know where Trump will be? At Mar-a-Lago, playing golf, eating Dover Soul. You don't even know what Dover Soul is. There you go. So how did you think a man who eats Dover Soul every day, how do you think he's going to identify with you when you can barely make yourself bacon, eggs, 
and some sausage on a plate. You have to buy Jimmy Dean if you can afford it. Therein is the problem. You see what I'm saying? You will always have people who will come along and take advantage of your thought processes. People who will come along and manipulate your opinion to gain an advantage. It's up to you to be informed. It's up to you to say, this is not working for me. It's up to you to take some control. And this is America. Most of us who come here are immigrants. There are people who come here for whom English is not even a language. That's not even the language they speak, but they go to school, they learn to study English in, in, in college. They go to medical school and tell themselves, this is the language I'm going to be tested on. I have to pass it. They go to engineering school and they come out and they become doctors and engineers and are far more affluent than you are. I just read a report where Indian Americans in Silicon Valley contributed more to political campaigns than any other voting bloc and any other group. They're demanding our attention. What are the rest of us doing sitting back here thinking I'm entitled to something? You better get up and go get something done. Pretty soon, Indian Americans are going to put themselves in elected positions because they don't like the rhetoric and the anti-immigrant rhetoric. And the only way we can change it is if there are more of us in the space. Look at what has happened in the last four years. You seriously can't think that's progress. And if you do, it's because you lack perspective. Your perspective has been mired in poverty. And as long as you're looking at the world through poverty, you are not going to win. Come down out of those hills. But when you come down, you better leave the guns up there. Because I'm telling you, they're watching all of you and they can trace your generations back to your great-granddaddy, great-great-great-granddaddy who was in the Civil War. They're watching all of you. If you think this is just going to go, come down. All over the country, we are boarded up. And you think that, you think about it. Some of you have been around since Reagan was running. Think back, when was the last time America had elections and we had to board up or citizen town? Think about that. Because one man does not want to lose power. So he knows he's going to lose power. So on his way out, he's burning Rome. Watch what happens tonight. He's not going to concede. Because he has you, whom he has been training at his rallies, to go and make, make problems. But guess what? They're not going to catch his hands lighting fires. They're not going to catch his hands firing guns. That's who we, the, his army is doing that. You're going to do that. And guess who is going to pay the price? <laughs> you are. <laughs> not him. Meanwhile, he'll be sipping mimosas and calling up the attorneys general of New York State, Wisconsin, Michigan. I don't know. Don't even try Michigan because she, she's not going to listen to you. Right? Michigan, Pennsylvania. He'll be calling them all up to try to make deals with all the prosecutors in every state. And he'll be bowing down to the mayor of D.C., begging her for mercy. I wonder if you're seeing what I'm saying. But you're not seeing that. You're still fired up. You're still thinking he's right. No, he wasn't right, and you are not right. He never was right. You can't allow yourselves to be manipulated. You've got to have reason. Do you realize that's why America is a democracy? We must reason together. It's written in the code. We must stand together. 
That's what we ought to do. If we can't reason together, well, how else? We're no different than Venezuela. We're no different than anybody else. It's amazing to me, the people who are Venezuelan-Americans who are in Florida and who are going to vote for Trump, they don't realize how much they've been socialized to dictators. So they see in Trump something that they're ultimately familiar with. They're not a, they ran away from Venezuela to find, ostensibly to find freedom, come to America and find freedom, and then you're going to go right back into dictatorship. There is nobody seriously on the planet who actually thinks that this man is going to provide any freedom. The whole world wants him gone because of what he has done. Don't tell me that you really agree with putting children in cages. I know some of you have ancestors who were probably slave masters and so on, but in your modern time, you're not your ancestor. So tell me again about that. How would you like it? If it was your wife or girlfriend who is in a detention center and they removed her womb, would you have liked that? Don't you have your little Johnny and little Ashley with you? Don't you want them to run around and play with a puppy and all that kind of stuff? Well, this man doesn't want that. He wants to dry it all up. You don't even have money right now. And you are supporting a man who right away is about to make the biggest deal to get himself out of jail. See, if you were thinking like the rest of us, you would realize that the reason the Democrats have not given up is that they have the polling numbers. And I'm going to help you all out a little bit. The polls were not wrong in 2016. The polls were right because Hillary won the popular vote. It was Russia who interfered in the election and triggered the Electoral College to give Trump the election. Trump did not win the popular vote. So Trump going into this election understood that, that his only path to victory is through the Electoral College. But this time he has a problem because in a lot of states, what did he do? He mishandled the pandemic universally. So he knew he could not go through the the Electoral College this time. And he definitely was not going to win the popular vote. Despite what he's telling you publicly, his reality behind the scenes is totally different. He's making deals right this moment. You think he's just sitting there? He already knows which way this is going to go. It's only going to go one way and it's going to go blue. And he's looking at it and he's saying, I can't make a deal publicly (laughs) before because I got to save face. So he's going to come out by the end of the day and he's going to give instructions to you, his followers. And he's going to tell you to go make, make mistakes. Yes. It's going to be a bad mistake because there's at the end of it all, there's only one person who's going to pay for that. And it's you. Trump will be sipping mimosas and eating Dover soul. He might take refuge. I don't think he can go to Scotland because they have a warrant out for him. There for money laundering because he took money from some Russian people to set up his golf club over there. They can't go to Scotland. I don't know. If he goes to England, they might demonstrate against him. So that's probably not going to work. He might end up in Turkey with his friend Erdogan. Erdogan. That's where he might end up in Turkey. They may not demonstrate against him. That, but that's probably where he's going to have to take refuge. He can't go to Iran because he messed them up. Uh, Obama, in an effort to keep the world safe, made a deal with Iran and said, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to free up the money that we took from you from 1979 
till 2015 when they signed the deal. So the Iranians said, we want it in cash. Give us U.S. dollars. So they went and gave it cash. You know what that was? That was Iran's money from the oil deals that they should have made that America had imposed sanctions on. Trump came in and lied because he did not understand the process. He has not spent time learning how to govern your country, the country that you are going to fight this evening, thinking that the country turned against you. Trump convinced you that the, at the end of the day, there's only one America on the planet. And Donald Trump knows that there's only one place he can live in. He might declare Mar-a-Lago a city <laughs> within a city. <laughs> so that he has his own police force and so on, because he might not be able to come off. Because if he comes off, he might have to go face some 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 electioneering activities. He's going to face some inquiries later on. Meanwhile, you will be sitting in jail, just like the gen- the idiot from Michigan, that young idiot, thinks he's a big bad guy. Yeah, he went and demonstrated at the Capitol and with his guns and. Lock up the Michigan governor and lock her up. And, uh, you know, we just take her out because she has no right to just take away my rights because I want to go to the bar and go get a haircut. So the feds locked him up, locked his ass up in jail. The same guy who protested, the same guy who was angry at the Michigan governor for locking the state down to prevent all of us from getting coronavirus. He's now in jail saying, please free me. I don't want to get coronavirus. Please free me. We ain't going to free you, baby. You're going to stay right there. You're afraid of the coronavirus now. Isn't that what the governor was trying to do? She was trying to save your sorry ass. But no, you wanted to go. And you wanted to go. And you felt like you were man enough. Well, be a man up in jail with Tyrone and Bubba and them. And Jose. Let them boys find you and give you some comfort about that coronavirus you're so seem to be so afraid of. Now, you weren't afraid of months ago when the governor tried to tell you. You know what all that is? That's pushback against education. See, the governor is a woman. She's an educated woman. She's a role model to millions of young girls around the state. Now they can look up to her and say, you know what, I want to be like her. So I'm going to go to college and I'm going to study law and I'm going to get an advanced degree so I can run for public office. It frightens all of you. Your daughters are looking up to her and like, I want to be like her. So you're all frightened of all this stuff. Many of you, when you come down off the mountains and you have to go to the doctor, your doctor is a Pakistani, an Indian, a Chinese, a Filipino, a Mexican, a black and, and this is you all. Oh, no, I don't want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm. Shut your asses up. Where were you when they were having all these degrees? You didn't want to study. You didn't want to put your head, shoulders to the task. You did not want to build, but you want to live. It doesn't work like that. None of us get to live in this democracy without building it. None of us. It's not free. Whoever told you that freedom is free has been telling you a lie. Jesus Christ the founder of the Christian faith, because you all claim to be Christian, do you think that freedom was free for him? No. He paid for it dearly with his life. They beat him every step of the way. They gave him 39 stripes across his back. And then they hung him up on a cross. That was the price he paid for telling you that you are free. 
Freedom is never free. Ask the millions of people who fought in 1776 and the wars leading up to 1776 and who fought in 1860, between 1860 and 1860. Ask them if freedom is free. What makes you think that all of us who live in this great democracy don't have a role to play? It doesn't matter. For some of us, it's being a prosecutor. For some of us, it's being a judge. For some, it's a nurse. For some, it's a doctor. For some, it's a county clerk. For some, it's just going to work every day and being a, you know, be taking up the sanitation. All of us have a role to play. This is a democracy. And we have to fight to keep it safe. And the fighting is not fighting each other and coming down out of the hills with some guns and you're going to shoot up because your man, your leader, told you to go do that because he's angry that he won't get to live free of the, per, of the public purse right now. He won't be able to make deals anymore because they're going to scrutinize every con- contract that he has ever made. He won't be able to live free and ride free on Air Force One. He won't be able to live in public housing. And that's the man you're going to defend? You're about to pay the price, as you should, because democracy ain't free. If the rest of us have to stay over here and fight for it every day and fight to make sure that we have proper policing, that we provide amenities and goods and services for everyone within our borders, for every person who lives here, then you have a role to play. Your role is not sitting up in the mountains and strategizing and planning. Your role is to come down off that mountain and get in the game. Put your shoulder to the wheel like the rest of us and fight for America. America is worth fighting for. This is the greatest democracy. We have survived almost 250 years in a few. Come on now, come down off that mountain. Come on down and get involved in the process. Come down and love one another. Come on down here and apologize to the governor of the state of Michigan. That's the first person you all need to go up to her and say, ma'am, please forgive me. That young man out in the jail who is begging for his life, go apologize to the governor. She ain't going to pardon you because the law prevails, but go apologize to her. She was doing her best. She didn't have to. She could have been like a Trump and said, it's not my responsibility, and I don't take responsibility for that. But instead, she decided to pick it up on herself. And the people who elected her, she says, I'm going to protect the people of my state. Shout out to you, Governor Whitmer. Not only do you rock, you're a decent human being. You're an honest human being, a kind and compassionate human being to have mercy even on people who did not like you. God bless you for that. Y'all need to come down and bow down to her. She's the one. She's the one. Go bow down to her and tell her you apologize to her. Y'all are taking this thing for a joke. America is worth fighting for. Our soul today is on the line. What we stand for. The world needs America. We are the mediator in disputes. We set the tone. We tell people, back up off your people. Don't hurt your kids. Don't hurt your people. We should never have put people's children in jail. That's not what America does. We don't do that. It's time that this turned around. Four years has been a nightmare. I have not slept in four years because the America I knew and loved left. But she's back and she's worth fighting for. I'm fighting for her right now. I'm imploring you to do the same. Our collective future, our great nation for what we stand for, We entertain the world for crying out loud. We make people laugh. But you know what else we do? We protect the vulnerable of the world. We do that very well. We fight for justice. 
We make others believe in justice so much they want to come here. We make others see opportunity so much they want to come here. We have the greatest educational system at the tertiary level. We just need to translate it down to the bottom. We must get corrupt politicians out of here to restore the America that stands as a city on a shining hill. Where is America? Where did she go? She must come back. I am here for my country. I'm fighting for my country. I want my country back and so should you. And we must rally together and band together. And we must sing songs that bring us back and remind us that America is worth fighting for. The America that gave us Bill Gates. The America that gave us Henry Ford. The America that gave us General Motors. The America that put men on the moon. The America that created Facebook and Apple and Google. That America where Russian refugees came here and created Google. Are you kidding me? Where is that America? Where is that America? She's worth fighting for. Today, every man, woman, I salute you. And I want you to join with me. Tonight, whatever the outcome might be, we're going to stand together. And we got to get rid of hate. My name is Harriet Kimmick. Go to my website, HarrietKimmick.com, as well as visit my podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much, everybody. It's election day. Go take care of business. Be blessed, everybody. This is as down to earth as we can be. Be blessed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.